In the name of the Father and the Son, Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the blessed, the, the first Sunday of the blessed month of Abib, and as we just heard, the gospel of this blessed day is about uh, the commission of the Lord that He entrusted to the disciples to go and preach and to teach all nations. At that time, it was some kind of a training, more than the real commission that will to follow at the end of the Lord's uh, life here on earth. And we can find here that the Lord supported the mission and supported the disciples by certain assets. These assets did not include any kind of uh, monetary uh, um, uh, support, but actually he gave them other things. And these assets, by the way, is something very important for us to understand. We all as parents try to equip our children and make them to have better chances to succeed. And while we are thinking how we should support them, sometimes most of our focus is on how to secure their future financially and how to make them without need when it comes to finances later. But here we can see there are other assets that is so important for us to understand this is what actually can support our children in their mission in life. So what are these assets that the Lord granted to his disciples in order to him make them to be successful in their mission? Number one, he gave them purpose. You are not anymore living your lives just for yourselves. It's not about you anymore. It is about something bigger than you. And this is in the same way also should be what we should tell our children and teach them to live by. Life is not about just making money and uh, bringing the children to life and raise the children and then have grandchildren and then we die and they do so. This is not what they are created here for. We are as the children of God, we have a bigger purpose and the purpose is bigger than all of us. The purpose is for us to witness. It is our mission and their mission as well. Giving them a purpose makes them feel always that we are living a life that has, has a target, has a goal. And this, by the way, gives life a meaning. Many people live this life that they have, whatever the journey might be, 30, 40, 100 years, feeling like we have no purpose. And that's why you find many people, they fall in despair and depression. Sometimes they kill themselves. Why? Because I feel like, what is the purpose of my existence? And if it is not about entertainment and fun, whenever I start to endure some kind of hardships, I go and kill myself. He gives them purpose. He made them to feel and know that their life is not about just themselves. And this is this asset is of utmost importance for us to understand and for also to convey to our children as well. Being enlisted in his army, being not living for themselves, now entail that someone else will take care of them. If I send you for something, then I am the guarantor that I am going to take care of you. That's why we hear St. Paul in the first epistle to the Corinthians, the passage that we heard today, saying, whoever goes to war at his own expense. If I have an army, this army enlists someone, then definitely the, arm, the army will take care of the soldier because the mission is not for himself. The mission is something bigger than him. So number one, he gave the disciples purpose to live for. Secondly, he gave them each other. He sent them two by two. How do I perceive the people around me? How I think of them? Do I think of them as the support that God granted for me to be successful? The people in the church or in my household? Or I have a different feeling towards them? If we don't have this sense that other people are granted from God to me 
to help my my salvation and i am also in the same way should support them then life will be about will be about competition who is good in getting higher and better and and have more and on the expense of the people around me and others will be something that maybe i'm annoyed with bothered with i try to avoid other people as soon as as much as i can uh, sometimes people come and say i love the church but i don't like the people in the church what does it mean it has no other, no meaning except i don't understand exactly what i am sent for he sent them two by two as if saying that your asset in your in life as a disciple is the other person who goes with you you are to support him and he is going to support you yes we understand that sometimes people are not the nicest but this doesn't change the fact that others are granted for us to help our salvation and we are also to help them this is the second and most important asset that the lord supported the disciples with each other the third asset he gave them clear instruction about what to do what not to do what to expect and this is also something important for us to do sometimes we do not equip our children with clear in instructions about what is acceptable or what's not acceptable everything is subject to bargain meaning like if he uh, doesn't like what i'm saying then i am ready to change it i am uh, i want to accommodate whatever he is asking she is asking so i don't make him upset but this is not what the lord did and he did not promise them something that's unreal he said i am going to send you as lambs among wolves so again it's not going to change yes this journey is going to be a dangerous one you understand that this doesn't change the fact that these are the instructions every house you go to it say peace to you do not be distracted do not greet anyone along the way be focused in your mission clear instruction that keep kept them safe they always understood it reminded themselves with it lived with it and also conveyed to other people what kind of instruction we give our children at home do we give them any instruction at all or whatever at the end of the day makes them uh, happy and our understanding of happiness is what we tell them this clear instructions made them safe and kept them on track and this is another asset that we should equip ourselves with understanding the law of god and convey to our, ch our children in clear language it doesn't include maybe or just uh, we will see nothing of this was said by the lord to his disciples the fourth asset that he gave them splendor and glory to represent him we hear this about the disciples in the book of acts yet none of the rest dared to join them but the people esteemed them highly why did they esteem them they did not hold any kind of rank or social status or financial position that made people to regard them but because they feared god they were able to convince others saint paul said the same in his epistle to the corinthians chapter 5. he says knowing therefore the terror of the lord we persuade men so what does the meaning of this when we fear god god will give us grace in others people's eyes people will believe us and this is a, a given thing from god for those people who trust god and fear him and go preach his his name with reverence he gave them splendor and glory people esteemed them highly even though they were uh, uh, simple people fishermen no one would look at them in any kind of respect but because of them knowing him fearing him he gave them this kind of support to the ministry the fifth asset he granted to his disciples he gave them authority 
He gave them authority over demons. But here again, another thing that for us to understand and remember that we are given authority and we easily give it up. This authority above all is not only above evil spirits, but above our own selves. If I lose authority over myself, then I become subject to anything that is going to lead me. Something we need to teach our children to always maintain their authority over themselves. When fasting comes, and we tell them they have to fast, we are helping them to maintain the authority over their own bodies. So later on, when this body is asking them to do something that's immoral, they will be able to say no. Why our children are given to temptations easily? Because we allow them to, uh, to give up their authority, just doing whatever makes you happy. Even if I'm, I'm going to like, okay, not to observe a fast or not to observe a prayer, saying that he is a child, he doesn't understand. He gives them authority and this authority helped them and helped their ministry. Something we need to teach and train our children to maintain their authority over themselves. This what is going to make them free so they can make decisions not based on a desire or being taken in a kind of addiction, but more of like I'm in control of myself, then I take my decisions freely. He granted them this and they passed it to us something for us to understand, to remember, and to remind our children, and to help them to maintain as well their authority. The sixth asset was, he gave them a promise, nothing shall hurt them. He said this to them, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Why, what do you mean, Lord? They're going to be killed. So what do you mean that they are not going to be hurt? And here we have a different understanding about what does it mean to be hurt. To be harmed is something that only we can cause it to ourselves. No one can hurt us whatsoever, even if people kill us. One of the saints in the second century, he sent a letter to the emperor who uh, uh, persecuted the Christians, and he said to them, they said to him, you can kill us, but you cannot hurt us. Hurt is something I can cause to myself by my own understanding, my convictions, my way of life, the way I conduct myself. People sometimes go in life saying and repeating to themselves that I am a victim, people hurt me. But this is not true. No one can hurt me except I, when I allow this. When I allow this kind of hurt to be internalized and, and I live with the victim mentality. I am the only person who can hurt myself. Believe me, my brothers and sisters, that not even Satan can hurt you. We only can do this to ourselves. Nothing by all means can hurt us. This promise we should live with and also should convey to our children. Whatever harm that can happen to them from outside, people can harm their bodies, yes. Maybe they can harm them in schools, whatever it is. But this is not the kind of hurt that can make anyone to lose his salvation or can go in life like crippled. The only hurt that we really can suffer from is the hurt that I do it to myself when I live uh, in an ungodly way when I live with a victim mentality or I live thinking that uh, I'm just like uh, I was harmed and, and then the rest of the life I just lead a life of uh, self-pity. Self-pity is like a drug and something we have to avoid. We have not, we should not be like uh, allowing this to become a theme of our lives. Nothing is going to hurt us. This is very true promise that given to the disciples to to support them. The seventh asset that he granted and last one we are going to talk about today, he gave them a reason for joy. 
a reason that no one can take it from them. He said to them that rejoice because your names are written in the book of life. Who can take this kind of reason from them? Who can take this joy from them? When our joy is, uh, is linked to something temporal, something that others can take it from us, then we live in anxiety. All the time we are trying to secure our reason of joy. It is my children, it is my money, it is whatever I have. This joy is not true because I cannot in a way keep and maintain. This actually will make me more anxious rather than being joyful. The Lord understood definitely and made his disciples to understand that the real reason of joy is because your name is written in the book of life. He has something in wait for you, much, much bigger than what you, you, what, what you understand. Not only in the future, but actually now. Those who follow the Lord wholeheartedly, they live their life in a purpose to be like um, disciples. They will enjoy also this joy from now. We don't have to wait until heaven comes and whenever we are there to enjoy this kind of joy. This joy we experience because of the peace that God grants to those people who follow him wholeheartedly, not divided, not split in any way. The Lord today sent the disciples for a mission and he granted them these kind of assets. Let us remind ourselves and, and also remind our children, these are the kind of assets that will make them successful, that will make them to fulfill their mission, that will make them to be as God wants them to be. Let us review these assets again. The Lord granted his disciples. First of all, a purpose for their lives. He granted them each other. He gave them clear instructions. He gave them splendor and glory. He granted them authority and a promise that nothing will hurt them, and he gave them a reason for unspeakable joy when he promised that their names are written in heaven. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.